Hello and welcome to the Coffee with Algamy Consulting podcast. My name is Eva Keegan and I'm your host today. And my guest is Luke Jacobs, partner of Algamy Consulting. Up for discussion is a very interesting and topical theme, which is work and culture in investment management today. Hello, Luke. How are you? Good morning, Eva. We've got some very interesting points to cover today, haven't we? Do you want to give me a little bit of an idea of what you're thinking about and what you've been hearing? Yes, absolutely. Through articles in newspapers, but even more speaking with our clients, we've gotten more and more insight. What, Luke, are your headlines? My headlines are around the increase of working from home, which has gone from in 2019 being 5%, very modest, to still around 30% today. Clearly, during COVID, that spiked to even 60% or more. But ultimately, what are the impacts of that for business? It is not just the working from home. What does it mean for businesses? What does it mean for the individuals? And what is also, let's say, the environment, and then I'm speaking about either legal, tax, etc., in which that happens and which we have to take into account as well. You talk about the spike, which we all know about because we've all lived through it. What are the actual trends that have been written about or that you're hearing about? People not being as clearly as close together as they were before. The FT article summarised as the long social distancing for a part of the working population that being perceived as a positive and joy of working from home. As much as that serves flexibility in many ways, if that is caring for children, for elderly, or call it going to the gym at lunch break, there are definitely elements where that social distancing are not necessarily benefiting businesses. Um, because you, you will have uh, there the element, for instance, for youngsters or new joiners that closeness at the beginning when you when you start a job or you join a company there's a lot of training on the job and yes for sure certain induction training can be done online but there is a lot of knowledge uh, that sits with new colleagues that needs to be transferred to the new colleagues or at least shared with the new colleagues to really uh, work well and there is still a huge benefit of doing that while you're while you're together. So you're talking about you know team bonding and soft skills, much of which are lost through digital communication. I think there is a lot of research that backs up the fact that you know we can communicate very well, but sometimes it's a little bit more extreme. So if there's a disagreement, we're more likely to have a little bit more of a disagreement, which can make for unsettled atmospheres in teams. I would agree with that, Eva. And there is, uh, there, is, there is research that also indicates that feelings are magnified on screen. And then it, again, is so much more important that you have the right soft skills to even deal with that while you're on screen. And that, as you indicated, means also like, uh, how do you deal with a disagreement? Or how do you handle stress, stress, not necessarily personal stress, but stress within a team. And how do you resolve that while you're working from home instead of being in the office? And I think these are all the indicators that there is a need for being in the office, because it is not 
let's say we can, we can very simply say like, let's put a creativity around the coffee machine. And there is definitely some value in it. But I think it's even much more than that creativity. It is ultimately we're human beings and in working together, we need to go through the, through the hoops of, let's say, the celebration together when something is achieved, but also on the other side, going through the challenges that uh, work sometimes a gift to us. And being in an office sitting not far from each other is a very different environment than when you're sitting at home and something would happen and you have to jump on a team or a Zoom to discuss that. That makes it too organized. And I do think offices offer exactly that. You can, in the moment, deal with those kind of things, have that conversation, trying to find a solution, but also have that celebration, small as well as, as bigger. I think there's other things that are happening. Business travels back again. And of course, the city, if it's full of empty desks, is not going to be sending out a positive message for international visitors. There is a need to be together and not just on the screen. That is, I think, where with travel picking up, that is that is an indicator of that, that we cannot just do everything via a screen. And even if it means it means more travel, it is worthwhile doing that and bringing, uh, bringing people together. Yes, for sure, a city that is buzzing with people that, uh, that has a certain atmosphere is a is a much more attractive place for, uh, let's say, international business people to come to, but equally, I would say, almost tourists. But focusing on, on the business side of things, I do think that international travel means we want to see each other again. COVID has made it even more clear that you have to have the good arguments to, to make a trip to the US, to make a trip to, to Europe, etc. It is not just for the sake of traveling. Which also brings me on to the benefits of working from home for the individual are pretty good. One of which is the disappearance of what might be a lengthy commute. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, clearly, let's say that there is data on that that indicates that during COVID there was approximately, let's say, 72 minutes a day saving on commuting. If you add that up for a week, that is six to seven hours. That is almost a working day in itself. So clearly that is an enormous benefit because as I always say, like there's one thing in the world you cannot buy and that is time. And getting six, seven hours a week back because you don't have to travel is, is clearly quite significant. That, that is definitely a positive. But as again, that needs to be seen in, in the whole equation of working from home and working in an office. There's a benefit, but it's a personal benefit. But ultimately, this is about a business that needs to do its work, its deliver of its performance. In our industry, the performance is not just the investment performance, but all the other elements around that. And you need to try to find that equilibrium between working from home and working in the office so that still your processes are well serviced your creativity in the office remains at a high level your culture is created and maintained as well 
Yeah, so I think there's an interesting element of, you know, what's the productivity gain over the long term, isn't there? Because during lockdown, everybody that we're speaking to, you could get hold of people. You know, we were all in the same place. That's changed now. We are traveling. We're not just on a Zoom meeting. We might be in, in conference. We might be going to industry events, which have also come back. So what are you hearing from your industry peers? It's a very interesting topic of productivity. And I think uh, research has shown that uh, a lot of people can handle the working from home very well, being very productive or even being more productive than, than being in the office. But there are also elements and, and the, the percentage differ a little bit uh, on that one where the productivity is not increasing, even the opposite probably. And what we see in the industry is that, let's say clearly after certain analyzes, but that companies are looking at automating and somebody, some, sometimes it, uh, it is also called robotization of certain tasks. You can see that happening in our industry as well, where let's say that robotization is taking place. And it clearly needs good analysis and, and what you see, what is happening before you make those decisions. But there are those solutions on the market that make that automation possible. And again, people will say like, oh yeah, but there's lots of jobs. And yeah, there will be a certain loss of jobs. I'd rather look at it that through that other jobs are created. And they might move more into the area of analyzing and understanding your business better than just carrying out a task. So I think the whole industry would benefit from that. And through that, the productivity would increase quite significantly, I think. So there's a positive side to this then, you think, the increasing reliance on technology, which people are more trusting of, I think, post-lockdown. I absolutely think so. We only have to look at the front office in our industry where automation, digitalization has hugely been implemented and has supported better decision making in our investment process and in making the choices for where to invest, where not to invest, etc. And this is coming to the other areas in the investment management industry as well. We see it now very much going into the uh, product development, sales process, etc. But there is still a lot to gain in the middle and back office. One I, I can think of, for instance, everything around AML KYC, which is still an extremely manual process that has existed in its current form already for 20, 25 years and not really been disrupted. But equally, there are other processes in our industry that have that ability to be changed quite significantly. It's touching on, on a different subject, but we all talk about blockchain and new technology. My analogy is always blockchain is great. It's a great technology, uh, could service our industry enormously. But as the word said, it's a chain. It's a chain of different tasks, processes that, that is being carried out. And if it's one of those processes that is not working well, then blockchain loses its value, stuck with one process that just takes days, if not weeks. And then the whole benefit of blockchain is kind of lost. Before the industry can really move to blockchain, we have to resolve, let's say, certain processes first. And again, that's a little bit a sidestep from our previous discussion. But on the other hand, 
the current environment of working from home, looking at productivity, forces us to look at, at those elements. I really want to hear what is at stake here. What are you hearing about the real sort of challenges that are being faced with you know, this, I suppose, a mismatch, perhaps so there's an expectation that everyone will be back in the office completely. And then we've got this long social distancing where people are dragging their heels a bit and about going back to normal because it affects the whole ecosystem around the city, yeah. doesn't it? I agree with you, Ivan. What is at stake here? I think, let's say, the companies have said everybody has to be back in the office full time. There have been examples where CEOs have said that. Uh, it was an American company and <clears throat> staff were told to, be, to come back on Monday into the office. And the majority of staff just didn't because they, and that is not because they didn't want to go back to 100% working from the office. And that was a signal to the CEO to say like, sorry, no, the world has changed and we need to find a new balance between working from home and being in the office. That is exactly what is at stake here when it comes to working from home and working in the office to find that right balance between the two. And what that is, is ultimately very much defined company by company, I think. The existing culture of the company that plays a significant role in it. But ultimately, the business objective that should be driving that, combined with, yes, a certain culture of working from home. When I speak to our clients, I always indicate that it's, it is important to have a good policy and working from home. Probably, let's say, four years ago, when only 5% was working from home, that was less important. Today, it is more important to be, as a company, very clear at what you expect from your employees. And you need to find a balance in that. I don't think that you can say, like, it's 100% back in the office. You need to find that balance, but you need to be clear and say, like, this is what the business needs, and these are the arguments for that. We, we've seen, I think, in the last one and a half year, a kind of flexibility in all of those things. First, it, it, it was more around like, yeah, you need to be in two days a week. It was not indicated which days that should be. Then it went to three days. Then companies started to say like, hey, yeah, wait a minute, but three days at the choice of the staff that is not really working because we don't know who is in when team meetings become very different and team in this case is not the conference call but really in the office it has become in that sense uh, paramount i think that you need to indicate as to what days staff should be in you can create more flexibility where it is let's say yes the staff member can choose but it is with manager consent you can go to those those elements of it it is really looking at it from what does the business need yes keeping in mind that working from home is there to stay it is not going to go away but finding that right balance for you as a company and clearly we have now what we all call twat tuesday wednesday and thursday and it seems to get quite quite a lot of adoption if that's what the new world is, then that's what the new world is. I think there are other possibilities as well. I've, I've spoken to a client where they said, no, there need to be Fridays and Mondays in the office in as well. Otherwise, the, there is starting to be a culture of 
three days working hard, followed by a long weekend. And again, that is maybe a very extreme view on that situation. And I would hope that people have can take more responsibility than just saying I work three days hard and the rest is for me a long weekend. But again, a business need to decide that for themselves. The FCA has stated they want everyone in 40% of the time and in senior leadership in for 50%, which is less than what you're saying. Maybe that works for the FCA. Who am I to say that doesn't work for the FCA? I think you have to have a certain rules to it. 50% at the choice of the employee. And again, I would hope that the majority of people would not react to it in that way. But waking up in the morning and saying, oh, no, uh, today, no, I'm not wanting to go in the office. I'll go the next two days. Next week, I'll go three days. And in that sense, the management also, not just of people, but your office space becomes really difficult. Because what is your capacity of your office and when are people coming in? Um, And you don't want to be in a situation where either you have nearly constantly empty offices or on days where people cannot even find a desk. Very practical considerations you need to take into account, I think. And then when it comes to culture, I suppose the flexible working does increase the chances of diversity, which is something that needs to happen in the industry. So what are your views on that? Again, will increase the chances of diversity, potentially. But you could also look at it differently, especially as we are increasing that diversity in the industry. And if those new joiners or youngsters with a, let's say, a broader diverse background cannot be well-trained on the job, then maybe that diversity is not going to increase because they're not getting the same opportunity of being used to companies and working in, in the companies and getting the right experience. On the other hand, yes, it could increase diversity because people work from home. It is difficult to say like if diversity is really going to be increased. It is a, a subject that needs to be looked at from all its angles to ensure indeed that our industry doesn't lose its diversity, but indeed increases it. My final question to you, Luke, is about networking and working from home. The oxymoron, we can't all live on LinkedIn, can we? So what are your thoughts about that in 2023? Now, (laughs) this is probably very, very personal. I love the networking bit. I love meeting people. I would probably be somebody who would be working four days a week from the office. But even also conferencing, conferences, etc. I think they're hugely beneficial. They're, they're about exchanging ideas, exchanging experiences, hearing different, different viewpoints. And yes, all of that could be on conference, on Teams, on Zoom, on WebEx, etc. But then next to that, it's the, those conversations uh, around all of that that are... To me, they're quite instrumental in in really doing networking. It is that coffee, having together. It is talking, the chit-chat, and that is how you form human relationships as well. They don't come only from a business discussion. You need to, I believe, also understand the people a little bit more than just from their business perspective to have a really 
good relationship, a good real business relationship. Because yes, yeah, sometimes you you want to know what their kids are doing, where they've been on holiday, if they were at a football or a rugby match, and how that made other people feel. That I think is part of creating relationships that is not going to happen through a screen. Excellent. So socialising really is the glue that keeps everybody together when it comes to working relationships. Yeah, definitely. When we started off with long social distancing, I think that would be uh, not a positive for ultimately the business. And again, that might be a very personal opinion on that one, but I do believe that so social closeness is more important to, to have the real relationships. So we're looking at 2023, hopefully being a year of proximity rather than distance. That would be great. That would definitely be great. Eva. So we've covered some really good stuff here. And I think that's a really good point to finish on. And we're coming back next month with a different discussion. But what are you looking forward to over the next few weeks, Luke? Over the next few weeks, I'm looking forward to an Easter break and loads of uh, chocolate and chocolate eggs. It's supposed to be a, a period of celebration, so I'm looking forward to that. Clearly, business-wise, we're going to have the budget of the government and see what that brings. There have been indications that they want to really stimulate investments in the UK uh, and, and seeing how that is going to plan out. It is probably something that is needed to create the good economic environment for businesses to thrive. I'm looking forward to what, uh, let's say, comes out of that little suitcase. And then meeting people, meeting people for a coffee, seeing what is going on in their businesses and potentially Algamy Consulting could help them. Excellent. Thank you, Luke. It's been a great conversation. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you very much, Eva. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you too. <laughs> That's all for the discussion today. And if you would like to meet up with us for a chat and a coffee, please do email us at inquiries at We are also happy to accept suggestions for guests and you can nominate yourself for that too. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do feel free to share it on social media. On Twitter, we are algamy underscore consult and on LinkedIn, algamy consulting, just search for us there. Thank you for listening and we'll be back very soon. Goodbye.